0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost. We'll also be thinking about, oh, the 4th of July in our services this weekend. Our order of service is in the bulletin. We're going to begin right now with hymn number 619, patriotic hymn, God Bless Our Native Land. name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen beloved in the lord let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to god our father asking him in the name of our lord jesus christ to grant us forgiveness almighty god merciful father i confess that i am by nature sinful I have disobeyed you and justly deserve your punishment both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for the evil I have thought, spoken, and done. And for the sake of my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy
1: on me, a sinner. Lord, have mercy. On me. you before god who
0: searches the heart do you confess your sins of thought word and deed are you sorry for your sins do you look to our savior jesus christ for forgiveness and with the holy spirit's help do you want to correct your sinful life then declare so by saying yes yes upon this confession i as a called servant of the word announce to you god's grace and the forgiveness of sins In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for this fifth Sunday after Pentecost is from Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 to 13. In this section we hear about how Jeremiah had the job of preaching judgment against the people who were rebelling against God, and he didn't appreciate that, but he still had to keep on proclaiming that message so that the Holy Spirit could hopefully reach more people. Jeremiah said, O Lord, you deceived me, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and, and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. But if I say, I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I hear many whispering terror on every side report him let's report him all my friends are waiting for me to slip saying perhaps he will be deceived then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him but the lord is with me like a mighty warrior so my persecutors will stumble and not prevail they will fail and be thoroughly disgraced their dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, give praise to the Lord, he rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. Hallelujah. Because we are his children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba,
1: Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: From Romans chapter 5 verses 12 to 15 in this section Paul talks about well that connection between sin and death and then he says thank God that we have Jesus who gives us freedom from sin and death the Apostle Paul was inspired to write therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin And in this way death came to all men because all sin. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? We'll continue with our second hymn, hymn number 447, Who Trusts in God, a Strong Abode. Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our gospel reading from Matthew chapter 10 verses 24 to 33. Jesus said, a student is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul." Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before men I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen my dear fellow disciples and witnesses for Christ. There was a traveler in unfamiliar territory who wanted to head over some high mountains to this village on the other side of the mountains. And now fearing that that task would be a difficult one, he figured that he better get a good tour guide, a good guide to take him up the mountains and down the mountains into that village. Well, when he made it known that he was looking for a tour guide, there was one tour guide that that did volunteer to help him out, offered his services, and the tourist asked him then, have you ever been to the village where I want to go? The man said, no, but I've been part of the way and have been told how to proceed from there. The traveler then answered, I'm sorry, but you just won't do. And then there happened to be another person who volunteered to lead him. And when he was asked the same question, have you ever been to that town? The man replied, no, but I've been to the top of the mountain and looked down on the road that leads to it. To that the man responded, I'm afraid that despite your knowledge, I wouldn't dare trust myself to your leading. Neither guide could assure that tourist that they had enough knowledge and experience to be able to safely lead him over the mountains without there being some sort of a problem or trouble that could have developed along the way. Finally, there was a third man who who said that he did know the way and when he was asked the same question that the other two were asked he exclaimed sir the village where you are going is my home the traveler immediately knew that this was the guide that he needed with such a guide he didn't need to be afraid about being misled going the wrong way or having problems along the way today as we look at our reading we could say that what Jesus is doing is he's talking about a much more treacherous trip than the trip that that man, that tourist, wanted to go up and down the mountain and to get to that village. He's talking about the trip that we travel through this life and the fact of the matter is is that Satan and his evil allies would love to lead us and lead us astray and get us into all kinds of problems and troubles and and the fact of the matter is is that there are even well-meaning guides spiritual leaders who might think they can guide us in the right direction who can't who can't but what we want to do is always look to the one that can give us the guidance that we need and that is Jesus our Savior Jesus, our Savior, gives us the guidance that we need because Jesus keeps fear from interfering. We don't have to be afraid of getting lost or running into any terrible problems or troubles. We can face life's problems and troubles, but we don't have to fear those things with Jesus as our guide with Jesus leading us. But now in our reading for today, what Jesus talks about is several fears that could cause us to be afraid as we would travel that path through this life, as we would try to be witnesses for our Savior. And the fears that he talks about are the fear, the fear of those who would oppose the gospel, the fear that the Lord might forget us, and then finally fear on the day of judgment. In our reading, what Jesus is doing is he's giving words of encouragement and directions to his disciples and he was just about ready to send them out on some evangelism work and he was ready to send them out on some evangelism work because he was wanting to get them a little bit prepared even then, for the work that they were going to end up doing after Jesus would ascend into heaven. He wanted to prepare them for that work that they'd need to do, and furthermore, he knew that there were plenty of people who needed to hear the gospel, and those disciples were qualified to go out and and begin to preach and teach the gospel to people. That's why Jesus sent out the twelve, because he knew that people needed to hear the message. That's why Jesus continues to send out us and, and all those people who are believers in Jesus with the gospel message. He knows how important it is for people to hear about Jesus. And the fact of the matter is, is that if people don't hear about Jesus, There is no way for them to escape eternity in hell. They need to hear about Jesus. And that means that if they don't hear about Jesus, they have no way to really know how to go through this life without fear. That's why it's so important that, oh, we need more people today that are like Jeremiah in our Old Testament reading. Remember he said, boy, I have a tough job. I really don't want to share the message with these people because I could be in all sorts of problems and troubles from the people but I have to keep on proclaiming that message and well may God give us that same attitude that says there may be things that might make us feel apprehensive, maybe fearful but we don't have to really be fearful or apprehensive We just need to get that gospel message out and know that the Lord is going to be be with us. Well, when Jesus sent out the twelve, he told them that people wouldn't always respond favorably to the message that they were proclaiming, and that's putting it mildly. Sometimes they would be violently opposed, but Jesus said, a student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. Jesus was letting his disciples know, and he also wants us to know that we shouldn't be surprised if we're treated as Jesus was treated and Jesus said that he was treated so poorly he was called Beelzebub and that means prince of demons he was called prince of demons by those who hated him but of course they didn't just call him names they went so far as to doing everything that they could in getting Jesus to the cross to be beaten to suffer and die and well, to be crucified for us. They did all of that. And the fact of the matter is that Jesus wants us to recognize that we could face similar treatment. And, well, unless the religious freedom that we have in our country is somehow lost, which... Maybe that freedom will still be there, but there could be other things that get in the way. But if we still have that freedom, we probably won't ever have to fear about being executed for our Christianity. We could be jailed for our Christianity. The fact of the matter is, is that if we stand up for Jesus and for what the Bible says as God wants us to, Well, we may be faced with harder and harder times. And the examples we often think about is we know that the Bible says that abortion is wrong. But when we say that it's wrong and we tell people how important it is that, yeah, mother's rights, they're important, but what about the infant's rights? The right of that infant to some how be able to hear the gospel so the holy spirit can work on its heart that's important that, that's so important but when we say that all of a sudden we're being accused of being hateful toward mothers who are selfishly not wanting their children we face a lot of hatred for that and we know what the Bible says about homosexuality and and about sex outside of marriage and when we tell people that not following God's will with regard to sex and marriage that that is wrong well people will get angry with us and you know, that's not to say that we should stop saying what the Bible says. We'll proclaim sin is sin. We'll tell people that lying and gossiping is sinning. We'll say that taking the Lord's name in vain, that that's sin, disobeying those, dishonoring those in authority over us, that is sin. We need those reminders, each of us, because each of us is a sinner scripture says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God but again that's not to say even though people might not appreciate it that's not to say that we should stop saying what the Word of God has to say we should always keep on saying what the Word of God has to say we should call sin what it is clearly sin but then if we proclaim sin as sin then we also need to proclaim the Savior as the Savior from sin and tell people, well, yes, this is wrong. God says it's wrong, but there is forgiveness in Jesus and in Jesus and in the Holy Spirit. There is help for us to fight against those urges that we would have toward sin that are in our hearts and our desire would always really we want it to be to follow what God's will is but we need God's word calling us calling all people to repentance to look for to Jesus to look to the Holy Spirit for help to fight against sin and to live as believing children of God well Jesus said do not be afraid of them There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Jesus is saying, don't be afraid of those who would oppose God's word, but keep on proclaiming what God's word says because there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed. And now what he means, of course, there is that God's going to make sure that his word keeps on being proclaimed so that sin is proclaimed, so that God's grace is being proclaimed. So Jesus said, what I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. He's saying, we don't have to be afraid of anyone who would oppose us and oppose the message of God's word. Jesus said, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Opponents of the gospel, God's law too, may trouble us, but they can't harm our souls That's always the bottom line as far as God is concerned. So so why should we be afraid of them? God is the only judge who sentences unbelievers to hell. Therefore, instead instead of being afraid of those who would oppose the gospel, let's make it always our first concern to be Following God's will, doing what God would want us to do, being faithful to Him and His Word. Jesus said Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground, will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. When jesus sent out the 12. they were concerned about those who opposed the gospel but they had a greater concern and their greater concern was that they would be separated from jesus even so they didn't need to be afraid because jesus was never going to leave them and we can have that same confidence Our Lord, he says, he's never going to leave or forsake us. And as an illustration of that, he says, if God wouldn't allow a seemingly insignificant bird like a sparrow to fall from the ground apart from his will, well, just think about how much he must care for us because we're not the seemingly insignificant sparrow. We're the ones that God loved so much that he gave his son to be our savior. He cares for us so much that he even has the very hairs on the top of our head, on our bodies numbered as well. And if one hair falls to the ground apart from the will of God, well, he knows which one it was and he has a reason for allowing that one hair to fall to the ground. Since our Lord is even concerned about the individual hairs on our heads, we know he'll never forget us. He'll never forget us. He'll always be looking out for us both physically and especially for our spiritual side, for our eternal souls. Since we're about to celebrate the 4th of July again and and our nation's freedom, it really is important for us to remember how good God has been to our nation. George Washington once wrote, there never was a people who had more reason to acknowledge a divine interposition in their affairs than those of the United States. And I should be pained to believe that they have forgotten that agency, which was so often manifested during our revolution, or that they failed to consider the omnipotence of that God who is alone able to protect them. God has blessed our country and he hasn't forgotten about the United States. And we can say that confidently, even as we think about the different things that we've gone through, COVID, economic troubles, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, and all all of those things. God hasn't forgotten about us God is still working so that all things work together for good, for the good of those who believe in him. However, God hasn't forgotten, but it seems as if more and more people in our country and our world are forgetting about our God. Instead of loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, what is the case is that so many of us and ourselves at times included as well we love ourselves more than we love God God isn't always number one in our lives and we need to recognize that that's that's what's causing our nation's downfall may God therefore help us in all of our efforts to spread the gospel to not be afraid to tell people that it's only through God, only through faith in Jesus that we are really strong. The final fear that Jesus talks about in our reading is fear on the day of judgment. Jesus said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. Jesus said that a bold confession of him will undoubtedly end up costing the confessor, maybe even with his life. It may cost the confessor with problems and troubles in this life. But then he says that those who are willing to pay those consequences, those who are willing to pay those confident. consequences. Well, what Jesus promises us that when we stand up for Jesus, he'll also acknowledge us before our Father in heaven. He'll acknowledge us before the Father in heaven, and doesn't that motivate us then? Doesn't that move us to want to be bold confessors of Jesus, our Savior? Jesus is promising us here to tell the father that through faith in christ we're ready for eternal life in heaven but then on the negative side what jesus also has to say but whoever disowns me before men i will disown him before my father in heaven may god always build us up and strengthen us in our faith so that we're always looking for the opportunity to talk about our Savior and and not afraid to open our mouths so that maybe someone else can know about the grace and love of God. When a preacher years ago was asked to preach to give a message to King Henry VIII of England What happened is he did preach God's word to the king, but the king was angry and upset about the message that he proclaimed. So interestingly enough, what the king did is he ordered that preacher to come again and to preach the next Sunday, and this time to apologize for the message that he had proclaimed that first Sunday. Well, to introduce his sermon the second Sunday, the preacher said, "I know I'm preaching to Henry VIII, but I'm preaching the words of God, who is able to send your soul to hell. So I must be very careful to preach God's word." And then, interestingly enough, what he did is he preached the very same sermon that he had preached the week before, and. and People who were there, they were shocked, surprised, figuring that King Henry VIII would be upset and maybe have the preacher's head. They didn't know exactly what was going on. But instead, what happened is that Henry VIII said, I bless God that I have such an honest servant. In in a sense, you'd say that that preacher He had every reason to be afraid, King Henry VIII, but he was actually more concerned about what God thought of him. And may God help us always to be like that preacher, thinking first about how God, not the world, looks at us. And in that light, what we'll want to do is, let's always faithfully proclaim God's law, calling sin what it really is, a sin. But then let's also faithfully preach the gospel. Preach that wonderful message about how Jesus came to live and to die and to pay for all of our sins and to win for us heavens so that Those sins that we've committed, they're paid for. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us to fight against the sin that's in our lives. May we always faithfully proclaim that message. You know, there are plenty of things for us to be afraid of in this life. But with Jesus and his word, Really, if you think about it, what do we really need to fear? Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the Nicene Creed. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of sin. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come amen let's pray O lord our god govern the nations on this earth and direct the affairs of this world so that your church may worship you in true peace and joy we pray through jesus christ your son our lord who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit One God, now and forever. Amen. And as we approach another 4th of July, we again say thank you, God, for the freedoms that we have in our nation, freedom to worship, something that's so very important. But as we think about the freedoms that we have, freedoms that could be challenged at any time, We ask you, Lord, if if it's your will, please preserve those freedoms, but especially always help us to cherish the freedom that we have in Jesus, our Savior, and that's freedom from Satan, sin, death, and hell. We've been freed from the punishment that we deserved, and, and now we've been made your believing children. We are so blessed. Please keep on giving us more and more of your grace and mercy and love, and... And motivate us always to share that grace and mercy and love with whomever we can. Lord God, again we come to you and ask you to please care for those in our congregation who are sick or aching and dealing with different problems and troubles. We think of Todd Hubert, he had some knee surgery this past week and well, keep Be with him, bless him, give him your help and strength. If it's your will, help him along on the road to recovery, but please keep on giving to him and to all of us again more and more of your grace and mercy and love. And we gather up all of the prayers we have today as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. and give you his peace. Amen. Let's join in singing
1: our prayer for our country. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet home.
0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Just a couple of quick announcements to share with you. In the congregation, today is Stacy Lake's birthday, Thursday, Trevor Patterson's birthday, Saturday, Karen Ripley's birthday. Mention the different people in our prayer list, please look over the list, keep them in your prayers. We wish you all a safe, happy, enjoyable Fourth of July celebration. The Lord bless and keep you always.